All right, check one, check two. This is it. We are doing it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, me, Rob Cantrell. Oh man, I got a great episode with you. Uh, for you guys, for you listeners, for you internet freaks, I got one of the funniest guys out there, one of my good friends that I've known from the get-go, the go from the get. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central. He's written for W. Kamau Bell's show. He is a touring comedian, uh, has a great album on 800-pound Gorilla. He's one of my good friends. Give it up for my guest today, super funny, Louis Katz. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being on the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, listeners, yo, I got a great cup of coffee. I am drinking Intelligentsia today. Uh, boom. Uh, I know it's kind of douchey and everybody's on that, but I like good things. I'm not ashamed if I like something quality, I'll bring it up. Yeah, I know you like blue collar aesthetics. That's cool and all. We can do that. But I've been around the block and this is some good beans. Um, this is the frequency blend. So I got a good cup of that and I got a uh, one hitter uh, packed glass chillum. Ah, oh, the nice. chillum. Just how I like to taste good herb. I got a glass <laughs> of them. Uh, and this strain is called Sharknado. And shout out to Cloud <laughs> Ca Cannabis from uh, Michigan. I drove through Michigan and I went to a legal dispensary and right outside of Ann Arbor. Um, but I was double vaxxed and I've already gotten checked out. I got no COVID, but that's what we got. Louis, yeah. Louie, Cats, how's it going, my man? Good, good. That intelligentsia, I think that's a, I mean, that's the, from the coffee shop by my, uh, in my hometown, I think, right? Like in Los Feliz, right? Silver Lake, right? Yes. It kind yeah. of popped up during, uh, I first encountered it in LA and it definitely has like a higher LA uh, tinge to it. But definitely, but it's kind of like Stumptown. It's like LA's version of Stumptown. You know how Stumptown, yeah. like, the coffee beans are just a little bit better than Starbucks. It's a little bit raised up, a little bit better than Pete's. And that's a Telegencia, like it's a douchey name, but the font is ill. Like they got great graphic design. They do have a nice font. I can like, I mean, I can actually like, beyond the brand, I can picture trying to go there and seeing the douchiness live, you know? Like I've, I've experienced it, cause it's Silver Lake, man. It's like, it's like peak Silver Lake, like, uh, like snobby hipster. Kind of vibe in there. You go from but if they got good beans, they got good beans. Yeah, they got good beans. The thing about hipsters is they got good coffee. Um, and yeah. I like good coffee, man. But so does hippies. So does Colombia. So every culture has, and coffee's not the bomb that he bomb. I know a lot of people, they don't even do coffee. Sometimes we talk about matcha on this joint. Sometimes I go. Good. Yeah. Uh, what about mate? What's mate all about? Yeah, Louie, tell well, me about your morning ritual. Even today, you got a banana in your hand. Tell me about your morning ritual. Let's get to the basics, yo. All right. Well, I got a banana, um, but but that's this is because I didn't have because I woke up late and I didn't have time to eat a, a, my my true morning my, my do my true routine. But what I do, honestly, and I know this is I feel bad doing this on this podcast particularly, but I'm not a coffee guy. I can't drink coffee, man. I get too all much. Right. I get very anxious. I get anxious. I get I um, I ship shit, you know, and it's intense and and it's just too much. Like I've the worst. Well, maybe not the worst. Maybe I've only one or two times have ever been like on a drug on stage and it fucked me up. And one of them was from coffee. I went to this comedian. I think it was J.F. Harris was working at a Starbucks, and I'd recently decided I was like, I'm gonna start drinking. You know what? I think every few years I I'll be like, I think now I can drink coffee. And I read that like 
espresso or lattes have a little less caffeine actually, which is counterintuitive, but apparently that's true. Mm -hmm. So I go to see him and you know, whenever you go, if you go a place where a comedian's working, they hook you up. So he gives me like a double latte <laughs> and I'm like, cool, great. What a deal. That's and a $10 mind, drink right there. Yeah. 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 He, he definitely hooked it up, but it was like, with dude, I went on stage drink. afterwards. It was like, it was like my brain was working faster than my mouth, man. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't working at the same pace and I really do get anxiety. Like I'm an anxious guy. I got to really work to clamp that down. In fact, like shit, I mean, damn, I'm bad for this podcast in general. That's also why I don't smoke weed because, but what I really want is no, that's what I'm looking right. forward to. I, it's more about morning ritual. It's more about rituals and vibes and, and understanding. And, and it's like, playing with the equalizer and figuring out what's good with you man you know like my brother okay. pot he says yeah he had to cut out like yeah he'll have one cup but after that like mentally he'll fuck him up and he'll pop off like at work and shit like that so he has yeah. to do it for me i'm kind of sluggish luggish i like herb so he kind of balances it out and it's a good kickstart. and i don't drink booze I think if I was drinking booze, nah, I haven't. I mean, I had one IPA just because there was no herb around. And uh, I had one the other day and it, it was nice, but I still was like that boozy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had a couple <laughs> of empanadas. Uh, I was goosey, goosey, which I like, but I like, I don't know. Every Like everybody has their own thing. What? Uh, what's instead of coffee, are you going like what I'm doing is one slice of lime into the tap water. That's the first thing I drink in the morning. I have a, a slice of lime and squeeze it into clean water. And I drink one full cup of that. Wow. That sounds kind of refreshing. See, that's, that'd be great. I don't, I don't really have that. I guess what I do, I get up and every morning I have, I drink black tea and usually oh, it's Earl Grey. Love that. Yeah. Earl Grey. So I drink one cup of Earl Grey. Then I have a breakfast. Usually my breakfast is either either um, non-fat Greek yogurt and chia seeds or oatmeal with flax seeds. I'd got to get my fiber. I hit the fiber in the morning. I hit my black tea and my fiber. Those are and good. that's what I do for the day. And then, and then I have, do you have a brand see, of most tea? Do you go, do you, or do you just like whatever's on the road? I do that. That's a big thing on the road is collecting teas. I do that. Oh, hell yeah. That's dude. I always have like, it's weird. I have like <laughs> for my single days, I have I, like, so I have, I have tea bags in random places in my luggage because I never really kind of unpack because I'm always on the road. Even after this year of not being on the road, I still have shit that's like just random tea bags that I took from hotel cafes. And then I also have random condoms, even though I haven't been single in over a year. So I'll just be like, like tea bag, condom, tea bag, <laughs> just like random, random places. Like I'm ready to go. Um, but go. My other thing is when I when I really need caffeine, if I need to up it, then I can, then I drink mate. See, see, matcha is like that powdery green tea from Japan. Mate is like that South American tea. They drink it out of a gourd with like a metal straw. I don't, I don't drink it out of a gourd, but like, um, what there's a, there's a, there's a company that makes it now that they sell kind of an energy drink based on it. I forget what it's called. What, what, guayava, some, some shit, but it's, but mate is the tea and I buy, I buy just the tea bags. And that's if I like, haven't slept a lot. I'm not good on a little bit of sleep. So if I haven't slept Over a lot, here. I need that mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, some people, some people don't like a tell David tell, uh, you know, one of my favorite comedians, a guy, I, you know, a friend of mine, a guy I work with, he mm -hmm. doesn't sleep. He just doesn't sleep. I don't know how he doesn't sleep. He's one of the sharpest dudes around and he just doesn't sleep. So oh, I don't know how that works. During the day, he does that vampire comedy mm -hmm. road comic shit. He goes till 5 a.m. smoking cigarettes, writing, dealing, watching documentaries, and then he'll crash from 6.30 to 11 or 12.30. And then he gets a call from Three Arts, and then he gets booked <laughs> on some road gigs, and then he does hooks up with Louie. I love a towel. I'm telling you. But he sells, he has you. a little bit. And he's he, a little bit, but that's what I'm saying. He, I'm saying like five he, hours. He, like I go down to six and I'm like fucking I, I not as good. Well, yeah, they say yeah. <laughs> it re it redoes your brain. Like it and as you get older, like I can feel things breaking down. Like I'm all about healing and 
getting it back to one, getting it back to square yeah. zero. And you can do but, that sleep with a big nine hour bomber. Like you'll feel 21. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely, I do get that sleep deficit thing. Like if I haven't slept, if I, if I've slept less a few nights in a row, then I got to sleep a lot. Like one night later on, that happens to me with food too, man. I get food deficits. Like yeah. if I didn't eat enough the day before I got to eat a lot the next day. I'm, I'm also just realized like late in life. I don't know why it took me my whole life to realize this. I've got one of those, um, high metabolisms and i just i just i didn't add it up like i uh i'm hot i run hot all the time man before i was shaving my head you know i went bald before i was shaving my head i had a year where i was trying to be a hat guy i'm not a hat guy man i get too hot in a hat i can't i need this i need this the, the heat to come out my dome so <laughs> I, I like uh there's that i eat a lot of food like my friend was like my friend was like how come every every girl you date ends up gaining like 20 pounds <laughs> like <laughs> it's because it's because that's what I do, man. I eat. You don't like, skip a meal. No, I I just eat. I need to eat. I need to eat. Like that's not even. Like I was just traveling with my brother, and he runs hot too. And we shared a hotel room for a day. And it's hard to do that when you're a middle-aged man. We got separate rooms di around different places. <laughs> this one time we ponied up, and we used to sleep in the same rooms. We don't give a fuck. But uh, he had to have the room super cold. He runs hot too. He was complaining. So when you're in a hotel room. Is your move right before to get to bed? Do you ice the room down and go deep into the covers, go polar bear style? I don't like it freezing, but I need, I need it cool in there. I definitely need it cool, man. I can't sleep I in like a hot it, room. I like it stuffy. Like I do the stuffy thing. Oh, I do the, hell no. I'm almost hazy. Like I like <laughs> that. I'm in the back of grandma's house and it's just like the next to the radiator. Like <laughs> so hot, you have to sleep. Like <laughs> no, can't do it. Can't do that in that sleep. No, some people hate that shit. They kick the thing. My brother not living like that life. He was straight. I can't, not only can I not do that, I can't. And this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound very uh, bougie of some intelligentsia, coffee bean type shit. What? I can't sleep in synthetic sheets, man. I need cotton sheets. Yeah. I can feel how hot a synthetic sheet is. If I, as soon as I get in, I start heating up. I'm like, I, I could feel that this isn't cotton. I need cotton sheets. Shiny, yeah, that shiny type of top cover that they use in like lower mm -hmm. mid-grade hotels. You ain't fucking with that shit. Like you're not putting that no. on top. It doesn't breathe. You got to have yeah, scrap. Exactly. Or I'll, sometimes I got some socks and I'll realize too late. It's like some kind of fucked up blend. I got I to gotta ditch those socks, man. I need, I need cotton on my feet. I need cotton, man. Cotton's where it's at. Yeah, with socks. But, um. Are you still fucking with white socks? I, like, I got a bunch of white socks, but I got these. Uh, I'm all about the Pendleton, like these nice socks. I got like three. And they, man, they breathe great. They stretch right on. They don't hold they're up. They're not wool, are they? I don't know if they're wool. They're a Pendleton, you know, like a Pendleton shirt. Those are like nice grandma style shirts and shit. Yeah, but those are wool shirts, you know? Yeah, a they Pendleton are. Pendleton shirts like a wool shirt. I, I think it's a cotton blend. It has to be a blend because it doesn't feel like a business sock it doesn't feel like i'm gonna go for a job interview but it doesn't have that yeah. models like white sock <laughs> you know where you know the funky i got them i got a ton of them but you put them on jeans and you got your shoe and then you just got this white athletic sock it just yeah. throws your game off it you don't feel like you're about to spring on the backboard yeah, well, what I, I try and do is I got I got two kinds of socks right now. I'm one running on like some white, like no show or very low cut socks, so that I can and I pretty much can either if they're not not no show, I kind of can pull them forward in the shoe so they're not really showing. Ooh, or an I, ankle? I got some. Yeah, not even not really an ankle. I really try to get the no show, but I find that a lot of the no show they still show. But you and don't want I got, shin action. You're just like get. I don't want anything. I don't no, just, pull this up is for hot that. days. Yeah, hot days. Yeah, I stay gotta, in my oh, shoes. They're nice. Yeah, and then I got a few. Then I got a series of like nicer, like pattern socks that aren't white. But what I've been seeing is that like, man, do you got any joggers? Do you wear joggers? Yeah, I do have. I have like one or two during the hot summers. Those things are fucking money. Oh well, they are. Except unless sometimes they like for me, they trap the heat into my leg. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got my waistband and then my ankle band. And now all this heat is just riding around my crotch and recirculating down my legs, man. I can't have that. No, so I got to go. Um, 
so anyway, but but I seen I seen kids wear rock like the jogger, but with the white socks pulled up over the ankle, which is like a crazy like I mean like I don't know if I can pull this off. They kind of look a little bit like um samurai or some shit. So I kind of dig it like that. Kinda but it's like I, don't, I like this look because it kind of it fits the big sock in. It's like kind of like if you're gonna paint a yeah. wall. If you know about painting, what do you do? You got to give it the first layer, you know, you got to give it the, mm -hmm. and then everybody's like, that sucks. And you're like, yo, man, I got, there's three more layers I got to do. You're not even <laughs> seeing the next layer. It's going to pop. Wait, just give me a minute. <laughs> Put a couple layers on there. Yeah, man. It's like painting your ankle <laughs> with socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh you still rocking boxer shorts like i've i phased out of boxer shorts i i think humans are changing physically or maybe i'm just getting older but i i do have a couple good nice pair of boxer shorts but i i've mostly gone straight on like you know just uh you know athletic models not jockey i like the half and half you know just like the runner short like you know kind of what they yeah. make now like jockey but not tidy white i ain't rocking tidy whiteies boxer briefs boxer briefs like they gotta grab my nut they gotta support shit the thing about boxers they just let they let everything fly you know they yeah, got man you can't be can't be doing a uh over 40 jumping jack without some support for those nuts man they, they, it's just it's like really too much like i've tried to do I tried to do jumping jacks naked and it's just like, it hurts, man. Just balls everywhere. But I actually have a special kind of underwear that I look for. I bought these underwear. I bought it in bulk because I, it was so hard to find them that when I finally found them, I just bought a bunch of them. I still have some in a package that I haven't opened yet. But my thing is they stopped. Oh, they the, the thing that, they're just some, they're just some jockey, jockey brand boxer briefs. Found the right, but, yeah, found the right cut. Well, here's the two things that, that they, that's very hard to find. One, for some reason, they, they took the fly out of underwear. I don't know who the fuck decided to take the fly out of underwear, but there's no fly now. Oh, really? Um, yeah, man. A lot of them have no fly. And I like to use the fly. I think the fly is important. You know, some Flies people come in hand a couple times. <laughs> yeah, man. I like to I don't want to pull my dick up over a waistband. Oh. I like the way the, the fly like. Balls? Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, the, 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 so yeah, if you pull it, pull it over the waistband, you know, it kind of cuts it off. And then when you get it back in, there's a lot of drippage. I'm, oh. I'm anti drippage. I started peeing sitting down too, which is a whole nother thing. But let me get into that in a second. Oh, dude, I'm so, um, I have to wipe my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so old, I don't wipe my ass. I wipe my dick after I piss, man. <laughs> Every time, or it's just dribble city, man. Like you, you, you that's hilarious. Some, you check out some casual khakis, like on khakis on uh, fucking casual Fridays. So to some mm. over forty dudes, there's droplets all over, man. <laughs> yeah, man, droplets. droplets everywhere, man. <laughs> I don't want any droplets. That's yeah. why. So the, the I gotta, I, I do wipe my dick. I do pee sitting down when I'm at home. And then if I'm in public, man, I'm, I'm using, you know, the, um, the, the, the fly, you know, it's, it's like double material there. So it stops the droplets. If there is a droplet, it stops it from getting all the way to your pants. Plus the way this, the fly works, it also like, it provides an expansion in case you get a boner or something like that. It does expand a little bit. It gives leeway, you know, with the, with the fly, but yeah. yeah so all of a sudden, all the underwear, is no fly. I had to, hard to find urgency piss a lot. Like the, the fly, like when you just like, Oh my God, I'm going to, and I've been yeah. in New York. You have that a lot because bathrooms aren't everywhere, dude, all the time. And especially that's another old man shit. Like I can't like all for some reason I used to be able to hold in my pee. Like I remember like I was really good at it, like in elementary school, because, you know, they only let you pee like every once in a while in elementary school. I was just holding in for like forever. And now it's like as soon as I have to if I feel like I have to pee, I got to pee. Like that's when I got to go. Like that's that. There's no time for anything. I mean, luckily, the cops are on this like fucking low-key strike so i bet i could pee on the on the street although i've learned my lesson not to do that from you uh yeah man i have yeah i've been talking about it yeah you can't the street like you have to debate like i come home because i'm deep in brooklyn now so it's like i come home and it's like sometimes you got to debate well i can whip out my wang and get catch a case or i can just pee my pants yeah. and sometimes you just gotta whip it out you just got to whip it out <laughs> behind a tree and just hope somebody is fucking walking by. You just got to be like, 
But I, yeah, I yelled at somebody the other day at a park that started peeing in public. I was like, go around the corner because he kind of whipped it out in public. <laughs> Jesus. I, I actually had a friend named uh, my friend Ben is actually able to he, he was kind of a whip out his dick kind of guy, but he would just he could pee while walking backwards and still talking to you and not pee on himself and not pee on you. It was real crazy. That's a good move. I've, I've, I think yeah. I do that, that, but that is a good move because you're walking away. <laughs> you're just walking away from the pee. So it's actually yeah, exactly. you know, physics. It's a really intelligent move. Um, yeah. It's an, it's evolved. It's um, evolved. Cause if you did then, it the wrong way, you could splash your friend. You could splash you. You're going to be walking right into it. You don't want to walk mm -hmm. in. You want to, you want to keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very smart move if you can pull it off. I mean, yeah. Where's easy. that guy now? I bet he's doing well in life. Oh, he's a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw that as a class move as a guy who enjoys. I say the freest you could ever be, Louis, is uh, is peeing outside as a man. I mean, it's just like if if you don't if I love being in nature and whipping it and peeing on a tree, like when it nobody does, it does feel good. It just feels good. It's like the one time you're actually connected. Like it's uh, I'm doing a lot of meditation. They say looking at nature kind of brings you into consciousness and out of your ego. Cool. And uh, so and I've always did that joke about peeing outside is the freest I've ever felt. But I do think it's like you're connecting to nature the moment you're doing that. Like there's no difference between you and the deer or the tree. There's zero <laughs> difference. It's true. And it is like it is like flaunting one of the like advantages of of being a man. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm a man. I can do this. And that's it. But I feel like the, the opposite is true, too. Like. When I choose to pee sitting down, I feel like I could do it the other way. And that's how much I take it for granted because it's so dope that I will choose to sit down. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I no, think about no, it in my no, head. It's, really, it's evolving, you know, it's evolving and being smarter. It's just like your friend peeing backwards, you know, a lot of these disgusting things. And that's why I always loved your humor. But a part of being when I, with meditation, a lot of it is looking at the ugliest of the ugly and looking at it um, with a truthful eye, you know, and being in the moment to see like, no, yes, your body feels like it's safer and better and makes more sense peeing down. So do it, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I keep trying to meditate and I still, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I find like I can't find the time for it. You know what I always want to do? I want to take the transcendental class. I think uh, the quarantine made me kick in and I've been dicking it with it for years. And then the quarantine gave me that room to dig in a little bit, mm -hmm. but the day still starts to fire up on you. And, you know, it's hard to, to, to schedule out. You're like, I just can't sit still for five minutes, but you got to listen yeah. to yourself. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> how, really how long do you meditate a day? How I did 20 minutes today. If I'm going really good and I did this while traveling and it was just because I had a hotel room, I would, I can't wait to get back on the road and get comedy up and moving and shit like that. Because I am a person that it likes being with himself. Like I can be solo and I love, you know, being married and everything, but uh, I also like that time. So I was doing 20 minutes a morning, 20 minutes right before I go to bed and wow. no media right before I slept. Huh. That's see, that's, I've been trying to do that too, is at least, um, I just want to go no internet before I go to bed. Like, like if I can, if there's media, I want to read a book, like pages, like actual pages in a book, paper book. I think books are stuff. great for you. Anytime you can, I think anytime you can get away from the plastic screens, it's, uh, Hell yeah. it's healthy, yeah. but even all the old school shit now, I think it's going to become more and more important. That's why, you know, um, people are just like moving to these small towns and shit. Like people are getting out there. Um, for sure. I yeah. was definitely like, I mean, like in this last year, man, it's like, uh, Oh, nature. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's all about nature. I mean, it's like, Everybody's it's going actually to kind of tell me about you going to nature. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, the only thing really to do last year was to take walks. And honestly, it's like kind of boring to take a walk through a town that's shut down. Because all you do is like, you see like, oh, that's a restaurant I can't eat at. There's a shop I can't go into. Like, it's all just things you can't do all the time. It's much nicer to walk um, through nature. Just to, just to, it's, it's like perpetually interesting nature is. You know, and, different. And even- yeah, it's always like you think it's like simple, but no, it's highly complex and no no step in nature is probably exact as another one because there's always a different leaf or if it's a boring tree, it's a different boring tree, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, you know, it's like where I'm really reminded of that. Um, well, that's true in any kind of natural setting, but, um, uh, do you ever go to Joshua tree out in California? I haven't been to, I've been to a lot of places, but then there's a, my bucket list, there is like a good five or six that are probably on the top five or six of all time for everybody that I haven't been. And Joshua well, Tree is one of them. Hawaii is one of them. And New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Three places oh, I've never been. All three of those are dope, man. You got you to gotta check them all out. But um, like for real. Uh, but Joshua Tree is like, oh, it's a trip because it's a desert. So it really does take you like, slowing down instead of because you can like you could hike through the forest and you're like kind of seeing it trees mountain trees mountain the desert you're kind of looking out you're like well this is just a desert but if you look closely at the rocks on the ground and there's so much tiny variation like you're saying if you just take if you slow down the pace and look around you're like wow there really is a lot to look at and a lot going on a lot of variation a lot of different kinds of beauty there i mean it's a it's a it's a cool like spot Mars, I, I've I been definitely to Moab. it's like i've never been there yeah, Moab's a trip. It's really like Mars. Yeah. Like, uh, but I could see uh, Joshua. I want to go out there, and it's so wide open spaces. You know, everything's so cramped up here that 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 level of openness and nothingness is like just to experience it. If you don't know it, you don't know it. And then the heat slows you down. Like temperatures slow you down. Like you can't move fast. <laughs> Yeah. In in like Miami or like, you know, a hot ass place like, you know, Jamaica yeah. or, or the desert, you know. You got to chill out. But yeah, you talk about nothing being around like I. Uh, so when I, w- I went there, I was there in January in Joshua Tree. And uh, it's one of these places. I forget there's a name for it, but it's um, it's they have these parks that are designated places where like you can get almost like total darkness, like at night, like you can go to places where there's no light pollution at all. And so you can just see like so many stars. So I like drove out, I waited till the moon set, which I didn't know this, but the moon sets way earlier. I thought the, the sun and the moon were just kind of like taking turns. Like when you're up, I'm, I'm down. When you're down, I'm up. But the moon sometimes sets just a few hours. It's like lazy about its job. Like the moon is just like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm done. You know, like, like 10 p.m. The, new, the moon will set for some reason. And then I, I waited till the moon set and then I went out there, man. And then and me and my girlfriend, we laid down blankets and then just lied down and like looked at the stars. And point, apparently it takes like 10 or 15 minutes for your eyes to adjust to like there being no light. So we just waited and waited and waited. And then we just like looked up there and it was like, it was really cool. I saw so many stars. You know, growing up in the city, you're not used to seeing that many stars. And man, you can see so many. Dude, that just painted the best picture for me. I mean, it's, uh, I haven't been out there in the, but you know, place with no light whatsoever like it you see everything and it starts to just take it's like bugs you know all the stars it's like this living thing and some are firing this way and then there some are so bright that you're like holy shit yeah you know what it ends up being is that like there's like there's like layers because you're already seeing like anywhere not anywhere but most places you can see like the brighter stars but it's like there's like dimmer stars behind that and it's like a depth to well, it almost yeah there's a yeah Crazy. yeah and you're and you're like oh that's only five stars but if you look closer it's like five hundred thousand stars <laughs> yeah yeah it's nuts dude and we said yeah we saw some cool like comets and stuff it was it was awesome man it was really cool i mean i guess in retrospect my friend was like yeah you're lucky you didn't get like bit by a scorpion we were lying there on the ground of the desert but we didn't so it's all good <laughs> yeah it could be gnarly you didn't have any flashlights you got a halogen pin or something we had a flashlight to walk out we like parked by the side of the road took our flashlights out there and then turned them off and just lied down stared at the at the stars it was awesome yeah, brilliant. And it was known as the place to not have any light. Was it like known for that area? Yeah, 
I forget. There's a term for it, like zero light. I forget what the term is. There's no, these parks. Yeah, there's probably on all the roads around there. They don't have street lamps and shit. Yeah, not only do they not have street lamps, but there's a, there's a name for these parks where you can get a hundred percent total darkness. Oh and they God. and they preserve it for astronomers and stuff, like so they can like really look at go out there and look at the stars. And you know, what I really want to clear see, night was it known to be a clear like every night's probably like dynamite there. No, it wasn't. It was a very clear night. No, some night you know, sure, some nights it's cloudy, but it was a very clear night. Um, and we just had to wait till the till the moon set. You know, that was really the key. But what I really want to see is during summer, you can see the Milky Way out there, and that's what I really want to see when you can see that because that I've I've never really seen that. You that always tripped me out. That line of cocaine that shoots across. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Space Coke. It and it's like. Coke, man. And it's, you know, the, I never like, knew about it. We're riding that thing. We're riding that thing. Like, and that's one of so many others. And that's just the lip of it, man. You're seeing. Yeah, it's crazy. Way. But what, what always tripped me out was I was like, if we're in that, how come we can see it? And, uh, I had an Uber driver once who was this um, Persian Armenian dude who's also like an amazing nighttime astronomy photographer, astrophotographer or whatever. I follow him on Instagram now. He's got beautiful photos. And so he taught me like all this stuff about like the reason it's like that is like the, the Milky Way is kind of like a loop. So if we're on one side of it, you can still see that even though we're in it, you can still see the other side of the loop, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I've never even thought of it that way, but you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. riding that was, the Milky that was great. Way. I wonder why it's called the Milky Way. Is it's just so bright and clustered? It's milky, man. What do you mean? You know why it's milky. Yeah, I guess it's milky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got a big load out there. That's just <laughs> out in yeah, space, man. Uh, there's just so many parallel universes yeah that's what's so crazy about nature and life and like dude it's so much bigger than our little heads even can like comprehend like at that point when you start talking like solar systems like you know galaxies yeah it makes you so uh, i mean that talk about ego killer like that's just like the big one. Like you're like, oh my God, this is place is just so gigantic, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. All that stuff is like really, it's really nuts. It's so hard because we're like all in our heads and you're all like, you know, it's all this this movie star in you in your own head all the time. And it's like, man, you're not even, you're just an extra, you know, like you're not even in a featured extra, man. You're not like it doesn't, it's not, it's not about that, you know. It's so have you heard that? It's kind of depressing, but it's kind of freeing at the same time. You know that Conan O'Brien quote? He goes, what is he say? And he says it in such a like scholarly way. He says, all our graves will go untended. Have you he said that? Which is kind of depressing, but kind of like an equalizer and like frees you a little bit. Like he, he talks about, he, he's like he went to some pres like Calvin Coolidge's grave and like no one was there. No one thinks about Calvin. You know, the president most of, of the United States, no one give, you know, now no one None thinks about guys it. No that we, yeah, millennials don't know who Jimmy Carter is, like barely. Do they? Well, after that picture of him blowing up blow, blew up last week where he looks like a miniature next to the giant Biden. Oh, what was that all about? That was a bummer. <laughs> I'm a big yeah. fan of Jimmy Carter. I like him. I don't want his name tarnished. He's out there, you know, building houses at 85. Yeah. It's it's funny how it's like a the best person the best person who was president wasn't necessarily the best president. Like you have to like, not be a good, maybe you don't have to be a good person to, if, if you're a good person, it doesn't make a good president. You kind of have to be like a hard ass bad person. I mean, that, I think that's actually why people voted for Trump is because they think it takes an asshole to like get shit done. I don't think it does or it should, oh, yeah, but no, I think that's the how they just leaders and bosses are actually uh, people you don't see. The best leaders so. talk the least. Yeah, it's uh, they. you don't know they're making moves or they're doing it like the people are doing it for them and they're being yeah. they're being the less ego about it. So that's so you can get more shit done. The one that's I mean, I think in the short term, you're right, like bringing a dick in. And if the situation's fucked up, you know, sometimes you do need a dick to, you know, yell and do that stuff. But you and I know like. 
that only lasts that toxic energy only lasts for so long like it's just yeah. like it usually eats itself up or it runs out or does something weird you know totally no i mean like in the yeah in the end i do think it, you need it doesn't that shit doesn't work and i just think it's um i think you have to like there has to it's just like a balance like everything you have to have like a yeah, softness yeah. and yeah. a hardness at the same time you have to be like you have to be empathetic and also like fucking lay down some laws you know what i mean and really like when i say like the bad president not even the bad presidents it's like kind of like he i think jimmy carter like i mean i don't know that much about his time but i've studied a little bit you know it just sounds like he like overestimates the american people like you, you gotta you gotta underestimate us you know what i mean that's the best move is to underestimate us and then then we'll meet expectations <laughs> you know just yeah. like telling people that like no americans don't want to hear that you're going to be less comfortable at all america that's that's our big problem we need to be comfortable we 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 insist on being comfortable if being that comfort happens to be killing the planet america that ultimately is the source of comfort fuck it yeah but i think jimmy carter was kicking the truth man america wasn't ready for the truth and exactly no he's a the truth isn't sexy and the truth, yeah. you know, but I think people are seeing through the algorithm, at least I, I don't know, I'm seeing through the algorithm a little bit, like, especially with social media, how powerful it is and but how it's fucked everybody up. Like, it's like uh, the truth, yeah, just being genuine and truthful with your moves, you know, just goes much further. Like people just, it's just less drama that way. It's not the sexiest way. But it's uh, I've been trying to like adapt that into like looking at my own self and looking at like things I need to work on and shit. Man, I wish I could I could tap into that too. You know, I mean that is like, I mean technically not even technically like that's that's like good comedy is like that truth that's that truth right. That's the best. That truth. Yeah, all the you know the only thing about the the edge lords and the edginess like I've been thinking about it. And I love it, it but it, comedy's going through some weird shit, and I just don't know where I stand on a lot of this stuff. And uh, but uh, do you remember Morton Downey Jr.? Yeah, hell yeah, talk show host. Yeah, he was crazy. He was crazy, but he got popular really fast. Like I think about that with like extreme humor and extreme politics, like that. Uh, that like I remember him coming from obscurity to absolute you know it's media media focus to absolutely you know forgotten you know within a span of seven years yeah well you know people love a villain you know they love a they love a heel you know it's crazy yeah. if you read a lot of like i read you know like a lot of some biographies about like artists and things like that you know what's crazy is how many how many different and varied um artists mentioned this wrestler like one of the early wrestlers this guy named gorgeous george you ever heard of him i've heard of gorgeous george gorgeous george is like he's I'm one not of the, super familiar but i've so he's, he's like wrestling a little bit he's like a it's he's a wrestler like in the 60s and 50s his whole thing is that he's like a pretty he's like the original like pretty boy wrestler yeah he's so a, a lot of wrestlers have done that god is like swagger from he was like exactly he's like he walks around, he kind of primps himself. So it's a little bit like kind of being that um, kind of femme using like homophobia to be the villain. Like I'm so like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's going, he's like masculine, but being like, I'm very You're pretty, so you know? Yeah, I'm so comforted in my sexuality that I could do this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm telling you, dude, like Andy Kaufman talks about him being an influence. Muhammad Ali talks about him being an influence. James Brown talks about him being an influence. I mean, he influenced so many people because he's just such a showman and also because he's this heel like people show up almost to hate him you know what i mean like like it's crazy it's such it's such a trippy thing you know to like be this villain people people love a villain you know like i mean yeah, that's like is, mf doom yeah. that's mf doom quoted that all the time people love a villain you know yeah yeah uh yeah you know it's uh that like there's uh there's bad people do good things and good people do bad things like it's just yeah then lately i've been trying to not even look at people as being good or bad you know just being as you know seeing the truth in the moment yeah well yeah i mean i think that's like um i mean what you just said is like really important right now because i think i think it's very um the reason part of the reason we're so divided as a country is that we put 
all kinds of people, we just like file them into either all good or all bad. Yeah. And if you do one bad thing, you're bad. And if you do one good thing, it doesn't cancel out the bad. And that's like, and, and it's just not true, man. Everyone's nuanced. It's all shades of gray, man. You know, it's like, it's, I don't know why, why, why people can't understand that. uh, We got, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just like, it's fragile and uh, weird and we're moving forward and learn. Everybody's evolving. And there's a last gasps and kicks of all kinds of stuff happening out there. Like, isn't that's it- a positive way to look at it. I mean, that we're evolving in its last gasps and not that like, I don't know, man. It's just like, yeah, yeah it's just where you're ha- for me. I just uh, I just want to keep on staying alive. I've been doing, you know, tons of vitamins. I do these the five Tibetan stretches. I'm meditating. I'm trying to eat. Nice. Right. I still pop off and, you know, still, you know, getting mind traps and everything. Cause it's COVID, you know, it's just, it's been a year, Louie. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about stand up? Are you getting out there? I mean, I just booked, I'm doing an outdoor show in May, but that's like the first thing I've done in a long time. And I've maybe performed three, maybe, maybe four times. Like, uh, wow. Year. Well, I mean, first of all, I'll just say like, don't sweat it. Like you got the chops, man. You, you've been doing it long enough. You're going to, it's going to come right back to you. I mean, like, I know. So don't worry truth, about it. I, I wanted to take some of the chops off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Years. So it was like a lot of the nuanced stuff. Like I've done the rodeo so much, the stage rodeo, you could say whatever about, you know, credits or whatever, but in terms of stage time, like I've, I've been along a lot of stages. So you know, now I'm at a point where I want to pick and choose a little bit more coming into this thing. For sure. I feel you on that. But yeah, I, years, I, who does some people don't even live 20 years. <laughs> I know, dude, I just realized the real this, 20, dude. I started in 99. Anybody knows this Louis. I saw Louis first set like I was like a year and a half in and Louis was <laughs> a senior at Berkeley and it was at the Java source. I remember the first time I met you it was the first yeah, time man. I saw you on stage, man. And you had your all crazy there. And I yeah. love coffee shop. That was a great coffee shop. Great stage. Yeah. We killed that night. Had funny material. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, I just realized the other day, and it's funny, I should have known this because it's just simple math, but I realized like starting next year, because I'm 20 years, if you don't count the year off for COVID, I'm still 20 years this year. And then it's basically starting next year, I think I've been a stand up. For more of my life than I've not been a stand-up, which is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of nuts. Like, it's kind of like, I mean, it's just a mind fuck to like dedicate your life to something like this so much. And I'm, I'm still kind of like, you know, COVID kind of shined a light on that and all the good and the bads of that. And I'm still kind of dealing with that and all that. But um, but yeah, it's it's really crazy. I mean, I so I I wasn't I wasn't doing any Zoom shows. I did a couple Zoom shows. I really did not like them. I think I just think it just fucks with your timing. I, I just think like, I always say stand up is like a, like it's a conversation. It's a dialogue. Yeah. I did like four or five zoom shows and maybe one and a half. I felt good after. Yeah. I mean, it said, it sounds, it feels good to tell a joke or two, but it's just like, it's just, you, there's just many problems with a zoom show. I find it's just, uh, uh, it fucks with your timing. Like the timing is off. You, it's, 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 I was saying, I was saying stand up is a dialogue. And the second half of the dialogue is the laughter and that informs your timing and to not be able to hear that, that laughter back. And plus it's like laughter is contagious. It takes people in, they have to be in the same room. There's so many distractions when you're in your own room. It's like, it's like, it's the same reason why a movie theater is better than watching a movie at home. I, I still think I can't wait to get back in the theaters, you know, but, um, so I didn't do indoor, I didn't do zoom stuff. I did a few outdoor gigs. I did like one of the crazy car gigs where they honk instead of laugh. <laughs> I did uh, a few like just like like weird creekside like post-apocalyptic feeling shows, <laughs> and then I kind of t- took off. I wasn't performing from like basically from uh, November till like April. I didn't perform straight, and then then I've gotten back on stage. So I've been I've been back because they you know the clubs are open at a thirty percent. I came I was in LA actually, and I, I came back to New York right when. Um, I was in New York for most of the time here. Then I went to LA for like uh, just this winter and uh, in April, they opened everything up to 30%. And so I've been hitting the club since I've been back and it's a trip, man. It's like, <clears throat> at least for the first few times and, and some of the audiences, it's a crazy feeling 
they're excited to be there and you're excited to be there, which seems like it should be that way every time, but we both know it's not true. Sometimes the crowd is just there because it's something to do. Sometimes you're just there because it's just what you do. And to have it be on par, like, damn, I get to do this again. And they're like, damn, I get to watch this again. That kind of energy, man. And you'll still get it even, you know, performing now. And, and the cool thing is like, I feel like this whole year, like depending on when you're on the road, like this might be someone's first time back in a comedy club for the next few months. And uh, it's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a spark to it. Now, as soon as you come down off that, you get the first crowd. The other thing is that there's not that much to do in the city. So you're still getting some people that are like, I don't want to do this. This is just my only option. And, and so, so you come down off that high real quick because you'll get no, the other kind of Alec crowd. English was on the show last week and he was saying like, you know, the con it is rough and doing it at 50% math, but people are mm -hmm. laughing. Like people really want to laugh. So doing actual standup is really fun right now. But he was like, yeah. I, my ego is like kind of blowing up. He's like, I can't trust some of these laughs. Like, like if you're bombing now, it's like, that's not a good sign because people are just <laughs> happy to be in the room laughing, you know? And it, so yeah. if you know what you're doing, I'm sure it's a kind of a cool experience. It is, but you're right. There is a, there's a, there's laugh inflation going on. Like I had some new bits that I'm like, damn, I'm writing all these new bits. And then it's like, I tried them a week later and like, oh no, these are all bad. Like none of these work, you know, it's like, Put them up against the check spot on Friday night and you'll see if they work or not. And they fucking, they didn't. Let me tell you, they did not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, shows are opening up. New York's opening up. I'm, I got my Vax on. Nice, uh, me too. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, hopefully we'll see you alive here soon, uh, Louie. And we get to hang out and do some uh, shows and uh, kick it about the old days. Louie and I, started uh in san francisco one of my favorite memories and we'll sign off with this uh or, or we can get out of here it's almost been an hour louis thank you for your time oh, uh, but we saw the beastie boys and one of their final shows or like their final tours but uh yeah we got these great tickets and i'm thinking this is 2004 is that it louis the bill graham auditorium maybe all i know is it was awesome because we neither of us had tickets yes we both go there we're just like hopefully we'll scalp some tickets and we weren't even thinking about it mix master mike you know uh invisible scratch pickles are for you know their bay area crew so there's fucking backstage passes floating around man so not only do we get tickets we got backstage passes for free it was insane that it was, was so awesome serious. yeah we walk in because you come in from market anybody that it's downtown so this is where you hear about San Francisco, all the junkies. You're literally going through the tenderloin to get to this joint, and it's at night. And I remember we went there maybe from like the mission, maybe from the show from the punchline. And so there was a girl giving the tickets away or selling the tickets because she couldn't go to the show, but she was like a relative. She was like Mixmaster Mike's sister. So we, and she gave it to us for face value, but they were behind that. We were with the band. And we were in the VIP section. So yeah. we weren't even in the crowd. We were in this like cage, like right by the stage. And it's called the Bill Graham Auditorium. It's where like the Grateful Dead play. This is where they have that big Comedy Central show. Uh, so it's huge. And they were wearing Brazilian sweatsuits. They all had like the Brazilian uh, uh, soccer sweatsuits. But I do remember I slapped MCA's hand like he came up uh, off the side of the stage. Dude, I remember, and I ate this big, I think Spiegelman gave me a big pot brownie. I had this big pot brownie, and we ate those. And uh, I remember, because I, I did run in one other time, and I think I creeped him out to sign something like a few years earlier. But I was off the stage, and they were rocking it. And he came over, and I just went, yo, what's up? And he just went, <laughs> and we had the perfect That's hand. so cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? Good show. That's awesome. <laughs> and then and then afterwards, I creeped out Ad Rock in a similar way. And you told me your story of doing that to MCA, and it made me feel better. Afterwards, because we had backstage passes, I had a pass, yeah, I and I went up to Ad Rock. Stop you. Yeah, the band was backstage, and I knew not to bother them. These guys have been famous since they were 19 years old and went through a yeah. weird fame, you know? I'm lucky those yeah. guys didn't shoot themselves or something. But uh, yeah. I, 
So, but this is like, they're like 38 year old dudes at this point or 41. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And I just go up, like I knew, should have known not to bother. I was like, or maybe I just didn't care. I'm like, I'm just going to bother him. I was like, can you yeah, sign yeah. this please? And That's he like, I he did. signs it. I did, yeah. He signs it and then tells the person next to him, he's like, maybe we should go somewhere else. <laughs> like, let's get away from this fucking asshole. <laughs> but anyway, I still got it somewhere. I actually kind of want to frame it. I know where it is. Like I stuck it in a, beastie boys cd that's at my parents house so i've just got to find that cd case and get that backstage pass that ad rock signed i want to frame it i want to put it up that would be a sick one that'd be a great one man yeah uh, yeah those were the days man i was actually i remember when we went to um the opening of the mca park i was just actually there the other day and just walking around that park man it was it was nice it was nice to be a there. great it little me of you. yeah man yeah that was nice uh i went to that and I went to those MCA days. I loved them. Um, yeah. And they were in my neighborhood. So I could just cruise through. And it was usually like a sunny day, like New York parks, you know, and that's a cool one. They got a basketball hoop and I just pumped up. I suck at basketball, but I, I just, I got a, a basketball that was flattened, but I just pumped it up. So I may go out and shoot some over there. Nice man. Do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, great memories, man. Let's make some more in the future, Louis. Uh, you want to sure. plug anything just to get out or just tell people where they can listen to you or if you got some major show you want to tell? Um, yeah, man. Just no, just just you know, just be sure to like uh, check out my albums. You can download them on iTunes. You Super can stream fun. Them. Thank you. It's uh the first one's called If These Balls Could Talk. Second one's called Cat Skills. You can if you don't want to download them, you prefer to stream them. It helps me out if you uh, stream them on Pandora because I we, we see money off that. Start a Pandora station. Put Louis Katz in there. And then uh, just follow me on all the things. Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I haven't been posting a lot, but that's about to change. Uh, <laughs> and it's... Uh, Twitter's it's at, coming on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's at Louis Katz and it's L-O-U-I-S-K-A-T-Z or at Louis Katz Comedy on Instagram. You know how to spell comedy. I'm not going to spell it for you. And just uh, check me out on there. Yeah, check him out. Check out my man, Lewis. Uh, I love uh, I love you, Louie. Uh, great seeing you. Thank you for taking your time to do this. And uh, yeah, shout out to the matcha tea, the black tea. Uh, shout out to Intelligentsia Frequency Blend. Thumbs up, bros. Uh, shout out. Uh, I got these cinnamon mints. Uh, Saigon cinnamon. But these are Petra. These are like Graham uh, THC cinnamon mints that I got from right. Cloud uh, Cannabis in uh, Michigan. They are great. So give them a shout, or if you're there, check them out. Uh, we're going to check out. Peace and love, everybody. We're out. Peace.